and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castor, here with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. And uh, Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? I'm good, Adam. A little, little tired today. A little, little tired. Football's back. Were you up all night watching the, uh, the game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans? See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was up all night. I would say I was more up all night looking at the 19.9 fantasy points that David Johnson was able to get me and the 17 or so that Travis Kelsey was able to get me. So my first, my first experience with, uh, with Travis Kelsey so far has been a very fruitful endeavor for, uh, for me and for my, uh, for my team here. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great game and we'll be, uh, we'll be talking all about it and maybe I'll be eating some crow. We'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. I don't want to be too knee jerk and say that we were wrong about Clyde Edwards Hilaire because it's really it's been one game, and I think one series that was kind of interesting to me was it was like for I think it was uh, in the third or fourth quarter where it was like first and goal, and they gave the ball and they gave the ball to Clyde Edwards Hilaire four times, and he still couldn't get into the end zone. I'm like this guy. This kid still has a lot to learn. In well, the NFL. we'll talk about it when we when we get to the game because I I have some thoughts about that. But regardless, I mean, it, it was a pretty nice game of football. You know, it's nice to uh, have probably one of my favorite commentator teams, other than like non-local, because you know I love I I have a special heart. I have a special place in my heart for Bob Bichus and Marty Lyons, but I really like Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Pick me, please. Yes, yes, Mister Birdsaw. Fuck COVID for getting rid of the Chris Collinsworth slide. I know. I know. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible how they just said, ah, get rid of that. That's Awful. why we need a vaccine as soon as possible so you can get back the Collinsworth slide. Chris Collinsworth should just embrace the slide at this point. He has. I think he has. He should it's just a- overdo the slide. He should do it on purpose just to get a reaction, just to get – people inspired get people motivated like oh fuck this is football we have the collinsworth slide i feel like his contract there's like a clause in his contract that he has to have a chair with wheels on it so we can more efficiently do the collinsworth slide yes and if there isn't i will be his agent and i will make sure that in his next contract with nbc there is a provision in there but yes and adam we are three days away until we are one month out from mercury being in retrograde that's true. That's also true. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. Isn't it, um, isn't it quite ironic that the first Monday night football game of the year is on the same day where we are a month out from Mercury going into retrograde? Isn't that, isn't that funny how that works? A little. It's so I think it's interesting. It's so funny. Mercury yeah. is just a great planet. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. I love it. It's a great, great planet. Um, Full of great yeah. people, I'm sure. Right. So, <laughs> sure. Great. If there's people. any? I don't think there's any life on Mercury. Yeah, there are. It'd be hard to uh, survive. There's aliens. There's aliens out there. On and Mercury. On Mercury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I would be. I don't think we're too eager to go and check, just because of. I'll do the, it. Uh, just because of the climate. I'll do it. You're either gonna you're either gonna freeze to death or you're gonna be cooked like a baked potato. At least they'll taste yummy. Never mind. There's a joke for that, but I'm not gonna I'm not going there. No, please don't. I'm not. 
I, we have our limits here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Sometimes we do. At, Occasionally. At 10 o'clock in the morning on a Friday after Thursday Night Football. Yeah, we do. Today we do. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, before we go into talking about the pretty interesting Thursday Night Football game, which almost just got the, the over-under, and I... As soon as Bill O'Brien decided to go for one after the Texans' last touchdown, you can see all the betters in the world just, like, collectively faint. He's like, oh, shit, they're not going to cover the spread. No, it did cover. Oh, it did cover. What, was the, cover. Spread? what well, was the it, final it, spread? It was, 53, it was 53 and a half the last I checked, but some people were saying that it was 54 an hour before uh, kickoff. So if it did go to 54, then it was a push. But if, it was, if you got it at 53 and a half, the over hit by a half. Right. So what was the uh, what was the point spread though? Uh the points, it was uh minus 10 oh. for uh, Kansas oh, so City. Did, so they did cover. I'm not too familiar. They did I cover. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. they covered comfortably. Cuz I th- right. Yeah, I had I had Chiefs minus nine and a half. I had David Johnson receiving yards over 22 which hit and I had David Johnson over 53 and a half rushing yards, which also hit. Yeah. I will, I was, I feel like I've, I always get confused by that. Cause I thought it was like, if it was, if it's within the, uh, if it's within the number, then that means the team covers. Right. And, so. and, and then I had, of course, which I said on the podcast, I don't know if I said it just now, cause my, my, my brain is just fried. Um, I did have Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. He did have three. Well, you did tell our listeners to uh, check out that bet, so good thing it worked out for them. I did. I also told them to take the under for the game, so guess what? I save face. Yep, there you go. All right, so the uh, big news that we want to talk about that happened before we, uh, before we went on air, obviously, but also in the uh, meantime between the show releasing on Wednesday and um, – us right now recording this Jalen Ramsey signed a monster monster contract with the Los Angeles Rams it is, it's unbelievable this contract is five years 105 million dollars 71.2 of that is guaranteed wow just wow he got paid he got paid a lot, and you know what happens when, when guys go out and get paid, they feel appreciated. So, yeah. uh, you know, we'll have we'll have something to talk about in terms of Jalen Ramsey for that Sunday night game, which uh, which could surprise some people um, when we when we get there. But very well deserved, good bit of business by the Rams. He's probably the, if not the best, he's one of the best corners in the game. So definitely a, a very well-deserved payday for, for Jalen Ramsey, and he will be uh, staying for the next five years in L.A. Yep. I think uh, you, know, you were looking at overthecap.com for some cap hits for other corners in the NFL. I think overthecap.com should just be the Rams' new domain name. <laughs> the Rams and the Vikings, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have Jared Goff's massive extension – um, I'm sure they're paying Todd Gurley his dead money. Um, they have Jalen Ramsey now and Aaron Donald. 
I mean, if you're Cooper Cup, you're just like, so when's my turn? He's got to be next if they can afford him. Yeah. Big if. Or they can just go in the Jerry Jones playbook and just uh, restructure some deals, create some cap room. Got got to love that. All right. So that's basically like the big thing. And um, let's move on to talk about Thursday night's game between the Chiefs and Texans. And it was pretty good. All things considered, I think that – I mean, I was expecting it to be pretty solid, but it – you know, Deshaun Watson put up some uh, nice garbage time touchdowns that people in fantasy love. Deshaun Watson had more points than Patrick Mahomes did. Which is actually pretty nuts. Yeah. If you look at the full scale of the game, you know, you would have thought that Patrick Mahomes would have blown Deshaun Watson out of the water, but Deshaun Watson had had more points than Patrick Mahomes did. Yeah. I mean, there was a point in the game where, you know, it was, it was 27 to six or 24 to seven in the third quarter. And everyone's just like, well, you know, it's kind of, kind of it, but the football was actually really well played. Yeah. I was, yeah. You know, there maybe a couple, I think one throw in the first quarter where uh, Patrick Mahomes was like looking, either he was looking at Terry kill or Michael no, it was, Hardman. Uh, it was Aldrick. Ro- it was uh, Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus in Robinson. The back of the end zone. It was a thirty-three yard uh, potential touchdown that Aldrick. Ro- uh, why do I keep saying Aldrick Robinson? Demarcus Robinson dropped. Oh, I think we're thinking of two different plays. This one Which was one like are you thinking of where he he like completely like either overthrew Tyree Kill or it was just like. I don't know, it, like, people didn't even know where he was throwing the ball. Where, like, it went over Tyreek Hill's head. Was that at the back of the right. end zone or was it just in the middle of the field? It was in the middle of the field. See, I don't remember this play. I'll have to go look at it later. But, I mean, as far as I remember it, I really didn't miss Patrick Mahomes. Miss a lot of throws all night. No, he did not. He really didn't. I mean, he looked, he looked good. He looked really good. I mean, you want to talk about the Chiefs first or you want to talk about the Texans? We can talk about the Chiefs first. I mean, sure. This this was you know a typical Chiefs performance. Yeah. Um. You know, solid spread the ball around. You had four different players score touchdowns for Kansas City, which is actually astonishing. You know, you had Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. Forget, remember him? I forgot he was still on the team. The Week One Sammy Watkins has happened last year. Yeah, and Tyree Kill. So, um. Yeah, I mean, it was great for from a Chiefs perspective. I think that, you know, I think what you're going to say, I could predict what you're going to say, is that you are so happy that you drafted Travis Kelsey just because Patrick yeah. Mahomes seemed to be looking his way constantly in this game. See, I don't think Travis Kelsey had – if he did, he had one or two. I don't think he had a target in the second half. I think Travis Kelsey was was done after the first half. He had six targets, caught all six, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Good day at the office for Travis Kelsey. I'm not complaining. But you know what really interests me, and this is going into the Clyde Edwards-Alaire discussion that was inevitable that we'll have to have, is he looked so good. So good. And 
I've said on this podcast that I'm not a Clyde edwards alaire guy for this year. Next year, I'd be all over him. I'm not going to say I'm wrong yet, but I'm getting there. I, I am getting there just because of how often Clyde edwards alaire got the ball. And it, it, it just seemed like, and you could say it was game script. You could say it was, it was whatever. But the fact that Clyde edwards alaire had 25 carries that's everything that you want as a first round fantasy pick. That's everything. That's volume. That's production. 138 yards rushing, a touchdown. That's everything that you could ask for. And if that's the kind of guy that Clyde Edwards Alaire is going to be, then I'll come on this podcast. I will eat crow, no problem. No problem at all. I'm I'm happy for him. You know, I think he's a really good player. I think he's a very talented player. But we'll have to see if that continues to happen where, you know, Clyde Rizalera is getting the ball 25 times. Another interesting thing that I realized was that they had uh, Darrell Williams on the field for most of the third downs. I think it was mainly because of uh, pass protection purposes that they, they view that he's a better uh, pass protector than Clyde Rizalera is at this stage, which is fair. And another thing that I looked at as well was, when we're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs offense and how explosive it is, Patrick Mahomes had a three-touchdown night and only posted 20 points. A lot of people will say that's a very mediocre night for Patrick Mahomes. A lot of people would say that, that maybe in a, in a game where the Chiefs were blowing out the Texans for a large part of it that you would expect Patrick Mahomes to have up close to 30 points and he only got you 20. And you could say, oh, that's Clyde Edwards-Alaire taking touches away and, 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 and not as many opportunities for Mahomes. It's something to definitely monitor. If Mahomes, his ceiling is a bit lowered because of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That could be something worth looking at i know it's only one game and it's a very small sample size but again you know you see the chiefs score 34 points you would think mahomes would have a lot more than he had and i know i was playing patrick mahomes in a couple leagues and i saw 20 i said okay that's fine I, i i'm good with that i'm good with patrick mahomes putting up a 20 i don't have him anywhere but playing against him, seeing a 20 from Mahomes, that's probably best case scenario. So yes, that's something obviously to, uh, to look at. And I know a lot of people on Twitter were going nuts about where the hell Tyreek Hill was in the first half. Um, well, I'll uh, tell you I've, what, I was having a, a bit of an episode. I've, I know a lot of people were. Um, I reached out to a couple people mid-game to see what the hell was going on, and, and nobody knew. Nobody knew what the hell was going on with, with Tyreek Hill. Um, I don't know if that news is going to come out as to what potentially could have happened. So, um, you know, well, that's a, that's a wait and see. But Tyreek Hill, at the end of the day, he, he produced for your team. He scored. And that's all you can ask for. So it was a, uh, it was, it was a rough 20-ish minutes or so at half when you're wondering where the hell is Tyreek Hill. And then you see him on the field for the third quarter. And you're saying, all right, you're, you're okay. 
don't you just like don't you yelling at your tv don't don't you ever fucking do that again (laughs) (laughs) after he scores his touchdown i was like thank you but don't do that ever again please stop you please show up for the entire game i think i want to clarify for a second sure on at least my thoughts on clyde edwards hilaire i think that you know i didn't think that he was going to be bad going into 2020 i don't think you thought he was going to be bad going into 2020 no. it's just the risk that's why we didn't want to draw yes. we weren't looking at him in the first or second round Correct. it's risk this very, is not very a, very risky still it's yeah still I mean, and there's one go yeah. ahead go ahead i'll let you finish your point this is not really an indict what we're saying i mean we like to say that we don't like Clyde edwards Hilaire. it's not like an indictment on him it's just that there are safer players that you can be picking in in those spots so go for it bird and you also made a point as we were coming as we were building up to this how i counted at least clyde edwards alaire was was over six on the goal line that could be something that will need to be worked on it could be a matter of the texans defense knew what was coming they stacked the line and said we're not letting clyde edwards alaire get in um, it could be the Chiefs' offensive line, just their goal line play not being really up to scratch. It could be a whole bunch of things. But the fact that Clyde Edwards-Alaire had at least, I, I counted, at least six opportunities at the one-yard line to punch it in and did not, that could also be something to look at and say, is, is there a possibility that he does not be the goal line guy? that anything inside the five they could give to Darrell Williams, potentially. Uh, that's something that would need to be looked at over the course of the next couple of weeks. But for now, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 19.8 points, something in that, in that range. It's a very good opening night and a good NFL debut for, uh, for their first-round rookie out of LSU. Yeah, I was looking at that, too. I was like, man, this is – I mean, the thing is, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not even – he's not that big of a guy. Nope. either he's no. he's pretty short by uh, nfl standards i mean i'm sure if he stood next to one of us he'd be he'd look pretty big yeah but uh by nfl standards he's like one of the shortest players on the field it looks like for uh, by comparison one thing i noticed before we go on to uh to houston somebody on the uh, chief's o- offensive line kalechi assembly i mean uh, yeah i know i was You're like oh boy. yeah i'm like oh yeah sure you're uh, you're doing well for Kansas City. Congratulations, Mazel Tov. Yeah, you know, almost the, almost sues the almost sues the Jets and ends up with Kansas City. Nice. Yeah. Well, had a boy. It was not a great situation. What what's going on there? But I'm not. I'm, we're not commenting on that. I'm not commenting on that. Oh, I'll we'll say. have to talk about it. Well, I mean, it only happened last year. It's kind of. I think it's it's behind everybody. I don't think he's really going to be asked about it. I'd be shocked. Oh, uh, no, I thought you were talking about you, that you weren't commenting on the state of the New York Jets. I was going to say we, oh. have to, we have to get there eventually. I thought we were talking about – no, I thought you were talking about the uh, Kelechi Assembly. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I will no, no, no. I, w- I will be commenting on the state of New York Jets. Okay, good. kind of terrible this season could be. Oh, it's going to be diabolical. Um, but before we go on to that, let's talk about the Texans. Yep. And uh, what an – what an interesting game for Deshaun Watson. You know, tale of two halves, certainly. Um, this is one of those things where, you know, the garbage time hero was able to 
get Deshaun Watson a, a solid amount of points. You know, he was able to get a passing touchdown, a ru- or he was able to get a rushing touchdown in in there uh, also, which really helped out his uh, his numbers. So, um, yeah, I mean, through that one interception, which is not ideal, but um, yeah, it was a pretty good night. I mean, he outscored Patrick Mahomes, and I think that. Anytime a quarterback outscores Patrick Mahomes in fantasy football, then you got to be happy with that sort of performance. And honestly, David Johnson looked really good. I mean, unbelievable. I'll start with Deshaun Watson. Okay. I think garbage time really helped that he finished above Mahomes because there was a while where it just was not looking like that at all. There was a point where – in the third quarter, Deshaun Watson had 10 points, and everyone was just like, you know, what the fuck is going on? But then Deshaun Watson obviously took matters into his own hands. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm not too – I'm not raising the flag on that one and saying, you know, oh, Deshaun Watson could be better than Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 please, please. Uh, Adam, as of right now, your guy that's going to finish outside the top eight of quarterbacks is the number one quarterback in fantasy. Your thoughts, please. Out of two, number one out of two. He's number one quarterback in fantasy. Your thoughts, please. Those are my thoughts. My thoughts are he's the number one quarterback in fantasy out of two. Beautiful. David Johnson. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. There was, there was a lot that I saw last night from I'm, – I'm putting my fantasy biases aside because I have him and I was very happy to see him do what he did and score. He just looked like – I'm not going to say he looked like the guy that we knew in Arizona. But he looked a shade of that. He, you could see what made him such a star in Arizona on the field last night. And there are a couple things that I think can contribute to that. Number one, volume obviously was a big one, and I had said coming in, that I believe Bill O'Brien would get give David Johnson every opportunity in the world to show why he traded DeAndre Hopkins for him. And so far, it was off to a pretty good start. 77 yards on the ground, 32 yards receiving. So, very nice night there in terms of scrimmage yards. 109, if my math is correct. And I think, you know, it. it he had that... He had that it factor last night that I looked and I just said, Jesus Christ. He continues to play like that and he continues to get that sort of volume where you're talking in the range of 15, 20 touches a game and he's able to deliver on that kind of volume and produce at that kind of clip. Then then round four where you're taking David Johnson late round three is looking like a steal. Yeah. I mean, this trade, listen, I'm not about to be say that this trade is more even than we thought for DeAndre Hopkins for uh, David Johnson, a second round pick. But I think that as of week one, this trade looks more, doesn't look as stupid. I mean, That's only as of week one. I will say 
that Bill O'Brien, I think, understands that if he's going out, David Johnson's going out with him. I think David Johnson knows if he's going out, he's going out with Bill O'Brien. So at the end of the day, they're just going to ride each other, and they're going to know that, look, you're a part of me, I'm a part of you. Let's make this shit happen. And it, yeah. sh- it showed last night, and that touchdown run from David Johnson was so impressive. It was. I loved it. I loved everything about it. It was really cool. Just it was the fact that he was able to uh, to cut to the right, go to the sideline, and you know it, there were a couple times on that run where I was like, oh well, you know he's probably going to get tackled before the goal line, and then he just wasn't. <laughs> he just went in. It was really yeah. cool. It was really cool. See now, and this is something that I think we need to also talk about. The next two weeks. David Johnson goes up against Baltimore and then Pittsburgh, which are two considerably tougher run defenses than what the Kansas City Chiefs offer. That is going to be a real dilemma for what people are going to do in terms of do they start David Johnson or not next week. And I'll have to sit on it and really think about it as we prepare for, uh, for week two next week and see what we do there but by the way week after week one i'm not i don't want to think too much ahead david johnson looks like he's he's in a good spot as long as he's healthy by the way you know who he uh, comes up against in week four minnesota oh grand yeah grand so good luck with that and then week five i believe he plays jacksonville correct uh let me check right now yes it is jacksonville it is jacksonville okay all right, so he gets three tough ones, and then he gets a very nice one. Yep. Okay. All right, so let's move on to the wide receivers. So Will Fuller had a game, had a very interesting game. You know, this is the one that I was really looking forward to talking about because there's a lot that we can say about Will Fuller right now. And um, Brandon Cooks did not have as big of a game as I thought he was going to have, but it was clear that they wanted to limit him in in some capacity. Uh, Randall Cobb, much of the same. Will Fuller, though, 10 targets, 8 receptions for a buck 12. If he can produce this week in, week out, I'm not saying be a 100-yard guy every single week, but be a 6-7 catch, 70, 80-yard guy and get you a touchdown as well. The talent is there with Will Fuller. It's never been a question of talent with him. It's always been a question of when, not if, is he going to get injured. That's the biggest thing I have with him. But if he can stay healthy and he can continue to produce, he's the number one wide receiver for the Houston Texans, and he has fantasy value. He does. I know a lot of people benched him last night because they wanted to wait and see. Will Fuller is the number one receiver for the Houston Texans, and I would have to move him up to reflect that. And I know that I said that I'm more of a Brandon Cooks guy than a Will Fuller guy, but Will Fuller looked outstanding last night. He really, really did. And I'm telling you, he could produce like this, and he could stay healthy. He could be a really good value. He could be a really, really good value. 
Well, you know, it doesn't matter who you like. It only matters where the ball is going. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson was looking one way the entire game. He's looking for 15. Yep. If he wasn't handing one, the ball off 31. Yeah. It's true. Well, um, speaking of which, the other uh, D Johnson on the Houston Texans was uh, injured. So it's yeah, not, uh, not ideal. Knee injury. Knee injury yeah. is what they said. So for Duke Johnson. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see what the, what the Texans decide to do with uh, with that. If it's severe, if it's not, I would expect that they would be bringing somebody in if that's the case. But Devontae Freeman's still available. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. Do not bring in Devontae Freeman. Kidding. That would be a nightmare. Can you imagine? Oh, that would be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, well, for David Johnson fantasy owners, it would be. That would be a mess. Oh, my God. I mean, he is, though. <sighs> he mess. shouldn't go there, though. He shouldn't no. go there, though. No. All right, sir. You want to uh, embark on our journey? Oh, boy. Week one. Let's do it. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So we're going to start. Are we doing the uh, Monday night games on Monday? We're going to do the Monday night, Monday night game on Monday. Yes. Games. Because there are two this year. Oh, true. As a, that's right. As usual. That's true. Two in week one. God, I am so happy I'm not working at FAN on Monday night. I have to stay up for the uh, the 10 p.m. kickoff. Forget about it. Hey, you get to see uh, you get to see Derrick Henry. Oh, my favorite running back. Da-baby. All right. Da-baby, so Derrick Henry. Let's start off with the one o'clock games, and we'll uh, start off with. And old, a rivalry as old as 1996, Browns and Ravens. <laughs> the former Browns versus the new Browns. Jesus. I had, to find, I had to find some way to connect these two teams other than, you know, the fact that they're in the same division. But uh, this game looks like it's going to be interesting. You have uh, two young quarterbacks going at it with uh, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, you know, if the Browns' defense doesn't doesn't show up this game, this game has the potential to be a blowout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it also helps that Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams are going to probably be active for this game. Greedy Williams is questionable, but Denzel Ward is a full go, and you expect Denzel Ward to be on Marquise Brown. So if you do have Marquise Brown and you're looking for a home run play, then I guess he's a start. But for me, Marquise Brown is a sit. Uh, I yeah, wouldn't I even see Denzel Ward that. on the injury report. Actually. No, he's a, he's a full go. It's Greedy Williams. Yeah. It's yeah. Greedy Williams that's on the injury report, unless they yep. took him off, much to my uh, much. No, to my Greedy knowledge. Williams is he he's is? on the uh, injury report. Okay. He's questionable. Right. I mean, I, I just look at Marquise Brown and I just say to myself, if we're going to go down the Ravens Avenue, this just sounds like a Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews sort of game to me. It'd be great for me. Yeah, and and again, even a Mark Ingram sort of game. This this is where I think Mark Ingram's going to have the opportunity to show his value. And I think I do think Mark Ingram scores in this game. So I'm starting Mark Ingram. I'm starting Mark Andrews. I'm sitting the Ra- the Ravens wide receivers. So mainly it's Hollywood Brown, and you are starting Lamar Jackson as well. So. Uh, I just want no part in 
and Hollywood Brown going up against Denzel Ward, who is who is going to be drawing in this matchup. And I I want absolutely no part of that, considering when Marquise Brown went up against Denzel Ward last year, Marquise Brown was held to one catch for six yards. Yeah. So Kinda, I, I want no part. Not a lot. Um, no. So another thing, uh, Justice Hill is questionable for the Ravens as well. So, you know, he's, he's like the third running back, basically. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a sprinkling of J.K. In, in there a little bit. You'll get Gus Buss in there. But really, I expect this to be a Mark Ingram game. And again, I think he scores. Yep. Um, and then what about for who are you starting on the Browns? I'm starting Nick Chubb. I think I'm going to start Kareem Hunt. I'm not starting either the tight ends, but I am starting Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, specifically Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry against the Ravens in 2019 averaged over 19 fantasy points per game and had no touchdowns. So think about it. He scores... He has monster games against the Ravens. Monster yeah. games. But despite th- not scoring, yeah. he still put up 19 fantasy points per contest. So Jarvis Landry, for me, that's an easy start. Easy, easy, easy start. I think last year's game, I think it was last year's game in Baltimore where Jarvis Landry had like 15 receptions or something. Yeah. And uh, Odell Beckham Jr. had two. And guess which receiver I had that week <laughs> my name is adam caster i have various degrees and i'm gonna take a guess and say that he had odell beckham yes it was sorry but, about that yeah it's it's okay it, it wasn't it wasn't a great year for odell beckham last year but yeah i can get behind that jarvis landry does do really well against baltimore and um what about the uh tight ends here austin hooper and david njoku sits sits Okay. Sits for me. I want to wait and see. I want to wait and see with those. I think there are uh, there are much better tight end matchups this week than going for Austin Hooper, David Njoku. I'd I would rather start Jared Cook against Tampa Bay. I'd rather start Rob Gronkowski against New Orleans, and I would rather start Hunter Henry against Cincinnati. All right. So one, one last thing that I want to uh, touch on before we uh, before we move on to uh, to the next game. Um, there could I'm gonna be very interested to see what this offense looks like with Kevin Stefanski because remember he's a very run oriented guy, so it is possible that Nick Chubb just gets absolutely fed until they cannot run the ball anymore and they have to throw. So it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens here. But I think at the end of the day, you look at what Odo Beckham and Jarvis Landry bring to this offense. They were 52% of the team's total offense in the two matchups last year against the Baltimore Ravens. I expect that to continue once again. And I think both of those guys are very, very easy starts. I mean, the real question should be, you know, who do I have ranked higher, Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham? Yes. And I think for this game, I can... It's Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I'll take a guess and say it's Jarvis Landry. It is Jarvis Landry. Yes, I have Jarvis Landry two spots higher than Odell. But both both are in my wide receiver receiver two range. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so next game, we'll talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you want to talk about a game with blowout potential. This game has blowout potential. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be awful this year. 
Uh, I think the only really – it's easier to go through Jacksonville first just because it's like you're starting – you're starting uh, DJ Chark here. Uh, what about Gardner Minshew? Um, only in Superflex and 2QB if you don't have a better option. All right. And then for the Colts, the funny thing is, actually the last game between these two teams, Jacksonville won, and that was the last game of the season last year. And it was a 38-20 to 20 contest. So that's very interesting. But the Jaguars are, are a much worse team than, uh, than last year. Much, much, much worse. I will say that there's two, there are two guys I want to talk about here. It's DJ Chark slash Chris Conley and James Robinson. I'll start with the receivers first. I believe it's going to be DJ Chark that draws Xavier Rhodes, and he graded out as one of the worst cover corners last year according to Pro Football Focus rankings. So if that's the case, DJ Chark is a must start. He is a must start. Oh, how if the money it's, is Xavier it, Rhodes the Xavier, worst cover corner? He was one of the worst. Yes. Oh my god. He was one of the worst. And if it's Chris Conley, Chris Conley could be a very sneaky good DFS play. And now and as for James Robinson, this is an interesting one because I've gone on record and I've said I am just not interested in any of the Jacksonville running backs. However, there were some whispers coming out of Jacksonville this week, mainly in the last couple days, that they're going to give James Robinson every opportunity to be the guy, to be the lead running back. And Devino Zigbo, they placed him on IR. He's out. Chris Thompson, healthy. And then, of course, there's Raquel Armstead, who's on IR. And then, and then Adam, they and signed then- our own friend. Our old friend. Logan Paulson? No. <laughs> Dari Ogumbawale. Oh, they signed Ogi. They signed oh, Ogi. Cool. Yes. So Dari Ogumbawale. It's, Ogie. See, with practice, that name gets easier, easier to pronounce. Dari Ogumbawale. Yeah. See, it's, it's just, not, the, not as hard. No, it's not, it's not hard once you say it. It's just, it's just a little bit of a tongue twister when you're trying to get it out in normal flow. Yes, that is but, true. But with James Robinson... If you're looking for a guy that is a, I don't even want to say a low floor because I think that he will get you at least 15 touches in this game. My problem is, do I really want to start a Jacksonville running back when I know this game could be absolutely hideous by the third quarter? That's my only problem. I think if you're, if you're in a real grind, then yeah. You go ahead and you start James Robinson. You you flex him, but it's really interesting for me to see what I would do because I'm in the same position where I do have James Robinson somewhere, and it's between him or Cam Akers, and I'm really torn between the two, and I don't I don't know which way I would go. Yeah, I agree. It's just it's just not going to be. It's not a great game for running backs for Jacksonville. I mean, not many games are. But just based on the sheer fact that this is going to be in garbage time by the time the uh, second half rolls around, it's just not. It's just not going to be ideal. No, no, it's it's not going to be ideal at all. So I would say only really start James Robinson if you are in a bind. 
Chris Thompson, much of the same story. I think you could start him in PPR in half point and non. I, I, I wouldn't go anywhere near that. Right. And so for the Indianapolis Colts, I like a lot of the, uh, I think I like a lot of these uh, players here going up against Jacksonville, Phillip Rivers. Uh, I guess Marlon Mack is going to be the guy uh, going forward for right now. Um, I have Marlon Mack as a top 24 play. Start him. Yeah. Start him. T.Y. Hilton. Start him. Uh, it's funny. I didn't see, is Jack Doyle still uh, injured? He's, he's still in the injury report? He's questionable with a neck injury, but all signs are pointing towards he's going to play. Well, that's good. That's good and to hear. If you're in a tight end bind, I would start him. I would, I'd rather start him over the Cleveland guys. I think I, would even, I think I would even start Jonathan Taylor in a deeper league. 10-team league, I think you bench him. In a 12 or a 14, if you don't have much of a choice, then I think you start Jonathan Taylor and hope he scores. Yeah. Well, what about Naeem Hines? I'm going to sit Naeem Hines for this week because I just think the game script is going to be so leaning towards Indianapolis. They're going to be running late in the game, and it does not translate to Naeem Hines. So that's a sit for me. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. Definitely. And I would also, I would also say keep Michael Pittman on your radar. Apparently him and Phillip Rivers have really gotten on in training camp that there is a really good rapport between the two of them. Michael Pittman right now is the fourth receiver on the Indianapolis Colts depth chart, but was getting a ton of work with the first teamers in training camp. So that is a guy, if he's on your waiver wire, he could be worth go, going to pick him up and just waiting and see on, on what happens there. Is there anything else you want to say? We can move on to our next game. No, I got nothing else. I got nothing else for this game. This game should be over with by the third quarter. If, it, if it's still a contest, then there's a real problem. Yep. Oh, right, I, there is one more thing I want to say. One more thing. Okay. Uh, Colts defense start. Yeah, that's yeah. They're they're a top five play this week for me. All right. So next game, we're looking at the Las Vegas Raiders and the Carolina Panthers. Oh boy, this is going to be. Either going to be like, you know, a gun show or it's going to be a dumpster fire. Like you have no idea what's going on with this game because you have two, you know, proven starting quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, two star running backs and kind of meh at wide receiver aside from uh, DJ Moore here. So uh, where do you want to go for first? What angle do you want to take this from? Uh, I'll take the Raiders angle first. Okay. Just because just because they're the away team, we'll keep it we'll keep it somewhat uh home away away home oriented. Um Derek Carr's a sit unless you're in a, a two QB league and you have him as a, your second quarterback, then yeah, you have to start him obviously. Uh Josh Jacobs is a must, must, must start. Must start. Well, I think regardless, because if, if you drafted him as early as you probably drafted him, then it would be stupid not to start him. Yeah, this is, this is a five-star matchup for Josh Jacobs, though. This is, yeah. this is a fantastic matchup. And I have, I have Josh Jacobs and Christian McCaffrey in various leagues. I'm just so excited. Just sit back and just watch. Just watch these two go at it all day. It's going to be an absolute sight. Here's one that I'm very interested in, and I'm curious to see what you have to say about this, Adam. Henry Ruggs is a start for me. I am starting Henry Ruggs, and I will – I'll give you this one because Kenny Galladay right now is questionable for Sunday with a hamstring injury. 
I'm starting Henry Ruggs over Kenny Galladay right now. Ooh. Well, I because think he that is just a big play waiting to happen. That is true. That is very true. I Andy, think it's just because of the injury, really. Oh yeah, yeah. If Kenny if Kenny Galladay is playing, I'm st- I'm starting Kenny Galladay. But I would want to work Henry Ruggs into my lineup somewhere. DFS, I think Henry Ruggs is a fantastic play. I really, I really, really do. But you look at what Henry Ruggs is going up against in terms of Dante Jackson, who has been inconsistent throughout his career, and a rookie in Troy Pride. Those are the two corners that are be odds are slated up against Henry Ruggs. Th- this could just be. I would, I would not be surprised in the slightest to see Henry Ruggs just take one from the line of scrimmage back for 60 yards. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. If there is a game where it's going to happen, this is it. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, if you're, play, if you're going for it, you remember like, you know, Madden 12, there was that achievement called put the team on my back? Yes. Which, yeah. For those that don't know, was it Greg Jennings specific? I don't know. But I, I think it was. So you had to throw a 99-yard touchdown to Greg Jennings. And, you know, if you're going for that achievement, I mean, this, this, thing, this could be one of those games where you can see, you know, Henry Ruggs the third catch a 99-yard touchdown. And you wouldn't even be – I wouldn't even be surprised, honestly. No. no, you shouldn't be. The guy's got blazing speed, first of all. And he is a big play threat, definitely. He is a big play threat. That's what he does. That's yeah. his mo. He's the he's the next Tyreek Hill esque receiver. So that's why I think if you have him and you're fifty fifty on somebody, start Rugs. Start him. Yep. Start him. You won't regret it. Um, I'm just trying to see. There is another guy here that I am particularly interested in. I don't know if I would be starting him right away, but if you're in a deep league and he's available on your waivers, definitely go pick him up just because of the noise that's been coming out of Raiders camp. And that is receiver Brian Edwards. He has reportedly gotten some rave reviews replacing Tyrell Williams right now as the number two receiver for the Raiders. He could be someone that is very, very interesting. His body type fits what the Raiders are looking for. He is a big outside receiver. And he's going to be that third guy to go along with Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro, who I, I scale back on what I said about Hunter Renfro not having any fantasy value because it looks like he is going to be the slot guy with Henry Ruggs lining up on the outside. So Hunter Renfro does have some value. And if, again, if you're in a bind, start Hunter Renfro. I, I think his floor is very, very set. And then, of course, Darren Waller, he's, he's a start as well. All right. So what about Carolina? Um. Teddy Bridgewater, I'm avoiding at all costs. Christian McCaffrey, I am sitting 100%. You're not starting Christian McCaffrey at all. He's terrible. Terrible oh. player. See, you, you, you almost got me. You almost got me with that one. I was like, wait a minute. What's the rationale? Oh, okay. No, no, you are starting Christian McCaffrey. You picked him number one overall in your fantasy draft. You're going to betray my trust like that? You're going to make – you're going to be so – you sounded so convincing. You're like, here's my 10 reasons why you shouldn't start Christian <laughs> McCaffrey – Against the Las Vegas Raiders. No, you are starting Christian McCaffrey. I repeat, you are starting Christian McCaffrey. You, you are. Need, you need us to tell you that. Oh, no, 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 no. You are. You are starting McCaffrey. You are starting DJ Moore as well. 
I think he comes down with six, seven receptions for 80, 90 yards, and I think he scores in this game. So I'm starting DJ Moore. And then on top of that, I am not starting anybody else. If you're in a bind and maybe you want to start Ian Thomas at tight end, that's okay, I guess. I don't really want to. If you're really in that deep of trouble at tight end, then you are taking a piss during your draft. But Or taking the piss. Or taking the piss. Yeah, that that, that too. Yeah, I, I I don't want to start Ian Thomas, but I guess if you have to. If you have to, then sure, I guess. What are you in, like a 15-team league or 16-team league? I mean, geez. 100-team league. 32-team league. 100-million-team league. And you're starting Ian Thomas. Even then. You always, like, look at uh, whenever you see some, like, really obscure deep sleeper, you always see that their ownership percentage, you know, is, like, maybe 5%, 10%. 15 you're like who who has this player deep Um, sleeper very deep sleeper all right next game on the docket the philadelphia eagles going into fedex field as they seemingly do every year on week one to face to face the washington football team and oh boy this game is is gonna get might get ugly I mean, if it's like the fourth time I've said that. Like, this is ridiculous. It's not a great slate of week one games, aside from the uh, Thursday night showcase and maybe even the two Monday night games. But yeah, no, this is not. This is going to be kind of kind of weird. Uh, to start off with the Philadelphia Eagles, oh boy, injury report is is a bit long. It's about as long as a J.R.R. Tolkien book. <laughs> you have. Uh, Corey Clement, who was limited in Thursday's practice due to a quad injury. Miles Sanders, who was limited in Thursday's practice due to a hamstring injury. I've heard Miles Sanders is going to play. Alshon Jeffrey didn't participate in uh, the portion of Thursday's practice that was open to the media. And then you have uh, Javon Hargraves, Hargrave, uh, Derek Barnett, and Lane Johnson, who are all also questionable. So, well, it's not even as long as the Jets injury report. So, True. I mean, this is one of those games where I like it. I like, well, okay. I like the Eagles in this game. Did you actually, you know, we didn't really talk about this in news and notes, but did you see what uh, Zach Ertz was saying about his contract? I did. And how he doesn't know if the Eagles actually want him in Philadelphia, which is about, which is probably the most ominous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Howie Roseman, you've done it again. Oh, my God. Friend of the podcast, Howie Roseman. What an idiot. I know. What an idiot. Now the guy's going to be even more motivated. He's playing for his cash. Uh, you're starting Carson Wentz if you're in a bind at quarterback. I'd start Carson Wentz over Aaron Rodgers. I'd start Carson Wentz over Tom Brady. I'd start Carson Wentz over Joe Burrow. I start Carson Wentz over Matt Stafford. I have, Car- I, have Carson- I have Carson Wentz as a top eight play. He's against, a, this is a good play this week. Yeah, he's a very good play. Um, you mean the Washington football team? What did I say? Did I say, did I say the, the R words again? He did. Ah, oh, God, I'm not used to it yet. Um, my apologies. Uh, Miles Sanders, start. 
This is an interesting one. We get to the receivers now. Deshaun Jackson is a home run play. I would be starting him. However, Jalen Rieger is also expected to play. He's off the injury report. He's going to play on Sunday. It takes away some of Jackson's shine a tiny bit, but I, Jake said it. He thinks Deshaun Jackson's going to be the leading receiver for the, for the Eagles this year if he's healthy. We went over that on our Tuesday Bull Prediction Show. Go check that out if you haven't already. And I look at this matchup and I say, you know, if there is a matchup where Deshaun Jackson is just going to go off, it's this one against Washington. It, this is it. This yes, is his former team. This is the one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm starting Deshaun Jackson. I'm not starting Jalen Rieger. I am starting Zach Ertz. And again, if you're in a bind at tight end, I'm, I'll start Dallas Goddard. Sure. He was drafted in playing league. So if you want to start him, go start him. Yep. And well, you Eagle, know, Eagles defense is a top five play. Start him. Funny, the funny thing is, is that, you know, Dallas Goddard would be the starting tight end on any other team, on almost any other team in the NFL, aside from probably the 49ers or the Chiefs or the Ravens and a couple other teams. But he, you'd be a starting tight end in the NFL. Yes, he would be. So, um, and then moving on to, to uh, the Washington football team here. And oh boy. I'll keep this simple. If you need a flex in PPR, you can start Antonio Gibson. You're starting Terry McLaurin. You're sitting everybody else. Yep. This game, this game could be ugly. Ugly, many, ugly, ugly, ugly. I mean, how many Washington players do people even have that they're really debating on whether or not, aside from uh, running backs and Terry McLaurin, Steven Sims is one that's gotten a lot of a lot of attention over the course of the uh, over the course of the week, um, but I just want no part of this. I mean, I, we shouldn't. We should have talked about this in news and notes, um, but the injury to Cortland Sutton has put a lot of people in a really bad spot. Where now you're not going to know until ten ten on Monday whether or not Cortland Sutton is going to play. And I made the move yesterday to go pick up James Washington. And I'm going to start the number two receiver for the Steelers, whomever that's going to be. If Corton Sutton, if there's no good injury news on that front, it is a sprained AC joint. They said he's day-to-day. So definitely keep Cortland Sutton on your radar, but definitely have a backup plan ready just in case Cortland Sutton doesn't play or even as limited, and you just want to stay away from that, I would definitely go and, and have a look at, at that. And Steven Sims definitely is a potential plan B. He's available pretty much widespread in, in a ton of leagues. So if you're set on benching Cortland Sutton for this week and you want to wait and see how that goes, um, then you, you go ahead and you pick up Steven Sims. And I think you can start him given the volume that the Redskins should have in terms of passing the ball. The Washington football team. God damn it. Yeah. I caught myself. I caught myself. And that's – the healing process has begun. God <laughs> damn it. All right. So uh, next game we're going to be talking about the, uh, the biannual battle of two teams I hate, the Miami Dolphins 
and the New England Patriots in Foxborough, Massachusetts, where I, w- I will give I will give uh, uh, Gillette Stadium the the, uh, little outlet, the little outlet mall that surrounds it is very nice. It's the one. It's one one nice thing. Great stadium. I saw Kenny Chesney there. It's a great it, stadium. No, well, the the area around it is very is very nice. I think that you know they did a good job with that. But very upscale. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Dolphins and the Patriots. And as far as the injury report is concerned, uh, there are a fair amount of major injuries here <laughs> for well, major injury questions for uh, both the Dolphins and the Patriots. More so for the Dolphins. Uh, Mike Kosicki, with a glute injury, was a limited participant in Thursday's practice. Devontae Parker, with a hammy, was listed as a limited participant in Thursday's practice. Preston Williams was limited in Thursday's practice, but I think that's just because he was recovering from his uh, ACL surgery because it was another knee thing. Um, Byron Jones had an Achilles issue. He was limited in Wednesday's practice. And Xavier Howard, with the uh, with a knee injury, was limited in Wednesday's practice as well. So yeah, I don't know. What are you looking at for Miami here? You know, Fitzpatrick is going to be the starter, and I think you really got to. I mean, as far as my opinion is concerned, you really got to ch- take a look at that injury report. You got to look at the inactives at eleven o'clock and see who the hell is going to be playing in this game. Last I've heard, Devontae Parker is going to play. I'm sitting Devontae Parker. He's going to be drawing against Stephon Gilmore. I he want plays. no part of that. Because Stephon Gilmore is injured too. Right, but I'm expecting Stephon Gilmore to play as well. Okay. So I think I, I would sit Devontae Parker. I would sit the running backs, so Brita and Jordan Howard. I would be sitting both of them. I'm sitting Ryan Fitzpatrick. The only start that I have for the Dolphins, I'm sitting Mike Kaziki as well, is Preston Williams. I think Preston Williams is a very, very good start, a sneaky good start in in this game. He'll be drawing J.C. Jackson in this matchup. So as long as he's away from Stephon Gilmore, I, I like Preston Williams a lot in 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 this matchup, and I think you know he could produce some good numbers for you. Because remember, he was very good last year when he played. When he played, he was very, very, very good. So if he's on the field, odds are he's going to produce. So yep. I think if you're in a bind again where you're looking at a guy like Mike Evans, Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay, and you don't know what to do there with, with injuries, Preston Williams is a good start. Yep, definitely, definitely, definitely. And for the New England Patriots, um, what are you looking at here for New England as far as, you know, is Cam Newton a good play here? What's going on? What's going on with the running backs? Um, Julian Edelman is on the injury report with a knee in, with a knee issue. Um, so yeah, this is the one week where I'm starting all the draftable Patriots. Cam Newton's a start. Sony Michelle's a start. James White, if you're in a bind and you need a flex and PPR, I think he's a start. And Edelman, I have ranked as a high end wide receiver three. So. Start for me as well, but that's another one. Look at the injury report before making that decision final. All right. So if if there are no other objections, we have the Packers and the Vikings. One more. One more okay. for that one. Uh, Patriots defense. Start them. All right. 
Always with the defenses. Always with the defense. Defenses are people too. Yeah. Well, they're multiple people. They're 11 people, actually. Well, it's also the special teams as well. You know, if there's a punt return. True. Kick True. Return, there's touchdown. more than 11 people. There's 22 people. They're, they're one unit. That's why you unit. draft them together. They are a unit of people. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. And I think that we might both be in agreement here. I think you should sit Aaron Rodgers for this game. Because Aaron Rodgers, ne- it seems like he never does well against Minnesota. And, you, you know, he's going, going back to the scene of the crime. Yep. Because this he, is where he, he was, uh, his collarbone was broken. He's it for me. I'd rather start Cam Newton. I would rather start Tom Brady. I'd rather start Carson Wentz all over Aaron Rodgers. He's a big-time sit for me. I'd rather start Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Well, Ben Roethlisberger, we're, we'll get into Ben Roethlisberger on Monday. Yeah. But he has a juicy, juicy matchup on Monday night. Yes, he does. Um, and then Devontae Adams, I mean, you, dra- you drafted him in the first round, second start. round. He's a start, obviously. Start. Yep. And what about the running backs? Starting Aaron Jones. Um, and then other than that, I'm not starting anybody else. If you need a deep sleeper, uh, monitor Alan Lazard and Jay Sternberger, the young receiver and the young tight end. The two starts for the uh, for the Packers are Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams and sitting Aaron Rodgers. All right. And then for Minnesota, I mean, you're definitely starting Dalvin Cook here just yes. because of the uh, the draft capital that you spent on him. Yep. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I don't know. I'm not crazy about him. Um, In a 2QB, I think he's fine. Uh, I, in 1QB, in no. 1QB, no. Adam Thielen is a start. I'm not starting any of the tight ends. I'm not starting Justin Jefferson. I'm not starting Alexander Madison. So it's it's Kirk Cousins in two QB, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. Starts. All right. I've had I have Adam Thielen as a top twelve play this week. So before you forget, are there any? What about the defenses? Thank you very much, good man. Um, no, I'm staying away from both defenses in this matchup. Okay. Next matchup is the Bears and the Lions at Ford Field in Detroit. Price in heaven. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I said that the Eagles injury report was, was as long as the Tolkien book. Um, the Lions injury report is as long as a Harry Potter book. I mean, Jesus Christ. Look at this. We have Kenny Holiday, who's questionable with a hamstring. Well, well you know what? We're going to talk about the Bears first because they're the uh, they're the road team, and so David Montgomery, he practiced fully on Thursday. He's going to play. He's, He's going to play. play. So that's good news. And um, you know what are you looking at here for the Chicago Bears? There's two starts I have in mind for the Bears. I'm sitting David Montgomery. If you want to start Tariq Cohen, that's fine. I personally want to sit him. I don't want to start any of the Bears running backs in this matchup. I think it's a wait and see there. The two guys that I'm interested in starting, though, are Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. Allen Robinson, again, he's just he's, he's so safe. His floor is ridiculous. His ceiling is even more ridiculous. He's going to be drawing up against Desmond Trufant. He's as safe as they get, and you're starting Allen Robinson. As for Anthony Miller... He's a start for me because the Lions last year allowed the most targets 
two slot receivers, and they got burned the most times by slot receivers. Anthony Miller is a slot receiver. So I think if there's any real weapon in this game that could get an unexpected boom from Mitch Trubisky, who is the starter, it's Anthony Miller. And so I'm going to say Anthony Miller is a sneaky, sneaky start. And I think he's a great play in DFS. Great, great, great play. All right. And then um, for the Lions, I was going to say that as I was going into saying that the Lions injury report is pretty long, uh, Kenny Galladay is expected to be either out or very limited at practice today, Friday. And uh, Jeff Okuda was limited in Thursday's practice. Uh, DeAndre Swift with a hip injury was limited in Thursday's practice. Danny Amendola was uh, limited with, in Thursday's practice with a hammy. Uh, Hunter Bryant, the backup tight end, has a hamstring injury, in, hamstring injury as well. There you go. I did, this is the second time, second time I've done that. And Kenny Galladay was, was listed as limited, but he actually was a non-participant. Ooh, he did not practice Thursday, so Friday is the big day. Well, I was so expect, if, yeah, if, I was saying if that, he's going to have a chance of playing Sunday, he has to at least practice in a limited capacity today. So for this, I think that if Kenny Galladay is injured, you got to like Marvin Jones in this matchup. Yep, yeah. If if Kenny Galladay is out, this is Marvin Jones matchup, and I I, I would say Marvin Jones is a start regardless. Um, Matt Stafford is a sit for me. Just because Matt Stafford, his hot stretch at the start of the season last year came against very poor defenses. The Bears are a pretty solid defense. And I think this is just a sit as a wait and see. The Lions running backs, I want no part of. If I had to start one, again, we talked about this on, I believe we talked about this on Tuesday, Adam? Yeah, I think so. I believe I believe so. Um, when we said who would you rather start right away, Carryon Johnson is still the guy for me for now, but I just want no part of them at all. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is a sit for me. And if Galladay plays, Galladay, you're, you're starting him. He's my number four receiver for the week. If he doesn't play, you sit him. And then Marvin Jones gets a pretty big boost. If Mar- I would say if Marvin Jones plays, I would say Marvin Jones, not if he plays, if he starts as the number one receiver for Detroit, Marvin Jones would get a big boost in my rankings. I would probably put him as a top 20 play. Okay. And then Bears, uh, did you talk- sure. oh. were you about to ask me about the defenses? I was about to talk to you, ask you about uh, TJ Hawkinson. Cause I wasn't, uh, I didn't hear anything. TJ Hawkinson is a sit for me. Okay. And the bears defense is a start. Lions defense could be a start as well. All right. Cool. 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 So we have, Next game, we have the Seahawks and the Falcons, which actually should be pretty interesting. Looks like a pretty even game here. Is this a 1 o'clock game, or is this a uh, 425? Uh, This is a 1 o'clock game. We have six more games to talk about. So, Seahawks-Falcons. For the Seahawks, uh, some interesting injuries. Here we have Philip Dorsett, who with a foot injury who was limited in Thursday's practice, and Will Disley with the Achilles injury, was limited during Thursday's practice as well. They're both questionable leading into Sunday's game. And other than that, I mean, I like Russell Wilson in this game a fair amount. I like Chris Carson in this game 
Um, I like DK Metcalf in this game just because uh, the Falcons, not only is their defense pretty porous, but uh, one of their better corners, AJ Terrell, who I think they just drafted their rookie. Um, they did at Clemson. Yeah, he uh, he's questionable for this game also. So I really do like the Seahawks in this game against the Falcons. I don't think – I think, you know, a lot of the, uh, the lines have this game pretty even, but I think that there's the potential for this game to get out of hand real quick just because the Seahawks are looking really good this year. They are definitely a force in the, in the NFC, no doubt about it. Um, you're starting Russell Wilson. Top five play for me at the position. Uh, Chris Carson, I think I have him as a high-end RB2 in my top 15. I don't have him as, a, as an RB1, but I think he's a, he's a good start. I'm sitting Greg Olson because I, something just tells me that Will Disley still has a role to play in this offense. So I just want to wait and see what that looks like. So the tight ends I'm sitting here. As for the receivers, you're starting both of them. You're you're starting Tyler Lockett. You're starting DK Metcalf. I have both inside my top 15. This is just going to be a points fest just because of the lack of defense for, for Atlanta, for one, and the firepower of Atlanta offensively as well. So, I mean, this is just going to be ridiculous. DK Metcalf. Had two touchdowns the last time that these two teams met. Tyler Lockett had 100 yards receiving. So, yeah, the receivers must, must, must plays in this matchup. And that's kind of it for the uh, for the Seahawks. These defenses, I am not touching for this matchup. No way. Absolutely no way. Not. Let it play. Absolutely not. All right. So, for Atlanta, you like yep. Matty Ice here? Yes. Start. Um, Tom I, would say, I would say he's a low-end QB1, but I just think with the amount of weapons that he has, start. Todd Gurley? Start. Julio? Start. Calvin Ridley? Start. Hayden Hurst? Start. Okay. Hesitation? I think he has a nice game. I think he has a nice game. I don't think he scores. I think his his ceiling for week one may be five or six catches for 60, 70 yards, but there's a lot of points that are going to be scored in this game. You have to figure that Hayden Hurst is going to get something. So he's a start. He's a start. He's not a, he's a low-end tight end one for me this week. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the, the best possible games for fantasy owners are the, uh, the showcases, you know, the uh, – the blowout, not the blowouts per se, but just like the point explosions. And this game right. looks like it's going to be one of those. Right. And what also aids uh, Hayden Hurst a little bit also is the Seahawks allowed the most yards after the catch to tight ends last year. So that definitely aids the argument to start uh, Hayden Hurst. For me, for me, I have him as my uh, tight end nine. So he's, he's a start. All right. Cool. Okay, so the last of the one o'clock games, Jets Bills. Yay! Of course, you said this for last. Well, it's fourth, fourth last because we still have to go through the uh, the mid afternoon and Sunday night. So really, your game is last because thank goodness. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah yeah. 
So we'll talk about the Jets first because they're the road team heading into sure. Buffalo. Usually this hap- this game happens later in the season, but uh, whatever. Not crazy about it. So the Jets injury report is a bit is a bit much. Not crazy about this either. You know, Marcus May, he he didn't sue up for Thursday's practice. Denzel Mims, as it finally seemed like he was going to be coming back from his uh, hamstring injury, now has a hamstrings injury. That's a plural. A plural. That is a plural. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Flacco is not playing in this game um, because, you know, neck injury. Uh, uh, we have some breaking news on the podcast. Yes. So we haven't gotten to him yet, but uh, some updates from practices around uh, the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Evans is practicing today. So there is optimism that he's going to be okay and will play on Sunday. Oh, I did see that. Yes. Jalen Rieger will play Sunday. And Galladay will be very limited today for the Lions. Kenny Galladay. Yeah. So that's not a good sign. If I'm hearing very limited, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Adam. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I just got to remember what the hell I was talking. I was talking about uh, Joe Flacco. You're talking about, you're talking about double hamstrings, double hamstrings, plural, plural. God damn it. Um, Avery Williamson, uh, Jets line, basically the Jets starting linebacker, captain of the defense, all of that. Uh, Questionable. LaMichael P. Ryan, who really isn't on, shouldn't be on too many players. Fantasy radars is uh, he didn't participate in Wednesday's practice. He's questionable with an ankle injury. And for the Jets, I mean, I don't like anybody in this game, except for maybe Lev Bell. But even then, Lev Bell never does well against the – in the last two games against the Bills, Lev Bell was terrible. Yes. And so I, I'm not crazy about this, uh, about this game. I mean, I like Jamison Crowder just because of the fact that Sam Darnold likes Jamison Crowder a lot, and he's going to be the guy in this offense. Yeah. But I, I'm not crazy about anybody on the Jets – there's one jet that I'm starting. One jet. Who is it? Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder. That's that's I'm my sitting Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I'm not I don't know. No, I no, want no, no, to see no, what no. it looks like first. Before because I think Jets Twitter will go absolutely ballistic if Frank Gore is getting a goal line touch. If there even is one to speak of for the Jets in this game. Listen, I, 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 Jets Twitter, I hate Jets Twitter. I'll be, I'll be right out there. I mean, Jamison Crowder should get a ton of targets because Sam Donald has got to throw to somebody. He has to. He He's going to throw to Bashar Perriman? I mean, come he on. He's got to throw to somebody. And the one guy that he seems to love is Jamison Crowder. So he's a start for me, and he should avoid Tredavious White. He should. Yeah. Well, also, I think over the second half of the of last season, Sam Darnold also liked Ryan Griffin a fair amount. He threw his way. But who knows what's going on with the tight end situation? Who's starting? Uh, who's sitting? Whatever. Because you know, Adam Gaze never runs two tight end sets. So right. Uh, we'll have to see it with that. And the Bills is a lot more interesting here. Yeah. 
Uh, Josh Allen, I think you're starting. Start. Yep. You're starting like a lot of bills here. Except for- yeah, Josh, Josh Allen is a top 12 play for me this week. Just because, I mean, the Jets' corners are terrible. They're so bad. Here's, here's some information that came out of Bill's camp, and I got this the other day, and I thought this was very interesting, that it's been John Brown that has been the standout receiver in Bill's camp and has been Allen's go-to guy over Stephon Diggs, which well, I thought has been very, very, very interesting. And if we go back and we look at John Brown's week one performance in 2019 versus the same exact Jets, John Brown got 27% of the target share from Josh Allen. So Josh Allen is going to be looking the way of John Brown. So I think in a sneaky DFS play, I think John Brown could be that. Uh, I think you're starting Stephon Diggs just because the Jets' corners are, like you said, Adam, absolutely freaking terrible. So I think there Except is... for Brian Poole. There is, there is room for Stephon Diggs to have a nice game. And I think Cole Beasley, I don't know if I would start Cole Beasley in seasonal leagues, but in DFS, I think Cole Beasley, again, he's a very, very sneaky play as well. I'm sitting Dawson Knox, and this I was saving this best for last. I would rather start Zach Moss over Devin Singletary in this matchup. Shock. I would rather start Zach Moss just because I think this, this game is going to be game script dependent. And I think at the end of the game, when it comes down to the Bills, when they're going to be running off the clock, draining it, I think Zach Moss gets more work than Devin Singletary. So I have that same debate right now where I have between Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, and I think I'm going to go and start Zach Moss over Devin Singletary. Yeah. So the other thing is, I think if Cole Beasley is in the slot and the Jets keep Brian Poole as their slot corner... I think that Cole Beasley is not that great of a play here just because Brian Poole is really is like is a very, very good slot corner just Fair. because of that. Fair. He, he he's he's not he, I said he's not a he's not a seasonal play. He's I'm not just, I'm just saying. But in D, just, in DFS, if you're looking for a cheap option that can end up scoring, Cole Beasley is that guy. Just be aware. I'm just yes, saying. Correct. And I mean, I think, you know, on paper the Jets defense doesn't look looks terrible. I don't think it's gonna be as bad. Just because Greg Williams is kind of a magician with the, with uh, like you know no name players, like he was able to do a lot with uh, with this def- with this very similar defense uh, last year where it was injured to shit and there weren't a lot of uh, players here. You know, still though the bill the Bills are good. And this is a game unlike Week 17 of last year. This is a game that they're actually going to be trying to win. This is this is not going to be a good game for the Jets. All right, now we're finally moving on to the 4 o'clock games. And starting off here with the Chargers and the Bengals. And so what are you looking at here for the Los Angeles Chargers? I also forgot to mention Buffalo Bills start. Yeah, defense. Defense start, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, For the Chargers, I am sitting Tyrod Taylor. I think if you're in a you're in a grind in a super flex or a two QB, then I guess he's fine. Um, the running backs, I'm starting Austin Eckler. I'm sitting Joshua Kelly. I'm sitting Justin Jackson. The receivers, I am only starting Keenan Allen for the Chargers. And for tight end, I am starting Hunter Henry. I think this is a great matchup for Hunter Henry. And I think this is one where you can get off to a nice start. 
yeah, I'm just checking out the injury report here for the uh, Chargers. And it looks like uh, Mike Williams, he was uh, limited yesterday in practice on Thursday with a shoulder injury. And uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, their injury report is a bit longer. You, uh, you have Darius Phillips, their corner, who was, down, who was limited Thursday's practice. Uh, well, actually, really, this is mainly on the defensive side. You have Darius Phillips, Geno Atkins, Mike Daniels, and Sean Williams who were either limited in Thursday's practice or they didn't participate in, uh, in Wednesday's practice. So I think that – do you like uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, uh, A.J. Green? If he, it looks like A.J. Green's going to be starting this game. So, yeah, what are you thinking about the Bengals? Burrow, I'm, I'm sitting, but I understand if you want to start Joe Burrow in case he pops off, then I guess. But for me, he's a sit. Uh, Joe Mixon is a start. He's a low-end RB1 for me. Tyler Boyd, I'm sitting. AJ Green, I'm sitting as well. Uh, CJ Uzama, I'm sitting as well. So the only bangle that I'm willing to start in this game is Joe Mixon. Yep. By the way, this is uh, from Rich Cimini. Uh Denzel Mims will, did not practice today. So he will not be playing on Sunday. Yeah, he won't be playing Sunday. He injured his quote-unquote good hamstring oh. on Sunday. Oh, good. Which is just great. Wonderful second-round pick. Terrific. Yeah. Anyway, um, anything you want to say about the defenses until, before we uh, move on? Chargers defense is a good play. All right. Going up against a, a rookie quarterback. That's his first crack at the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a very good play. Chargers defense. All right. Moving on to this game. This game is going, looks like it's going to be a show. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints in the Superdome. Wow. I, so the only thing you talked about, Mike Evans before that he uh you say he was practicing today yes so you think mike evans is a start here you think chris goblin is a start here tom brady uh ronald jones and leonard fournette what are you what are you looking at here i'm a borderline start on brady i think if you have a better option like a stafford like a carson wentz like a, a jimmy garoppolo jimmy garoppolo i'd rather start over tom brady this week so we talk about him next. I would say if you want to have a piece in this game and Brady is your only piece, then you start him. But if you have a better option, then you go and play the better option for me. He, he's he's my thirteenth quarterback this week, so he's outside my top twelve. So I. I He's borderline. I, I understand people wanted to start him, though. I, I, I do get it. Um, Ronald Jones is a – I think you can start Ronald Jones this week. I think it's okay. But don't be surprised you get burned. Just do, do not be surprised. Chris Godwin is a start. Mike Evans is a sit for me. I'll tell you why. He's being drawn up against Marshawn Lattimore, and he has never had good numbers against the Saints in New Orleans against Marshawn Lattimore. So if he's playing on one good leg only, 
I don't want any part in Mike Evans. I'm sorry. In this game, I want no part. So sit Mike Evans in this matchup. Gronk is a start. Uh, and if you have OJ Howard in a deeper league, I guess you can start him. But again, I just feel like there's so many better options, and I don't know why you're drafting OJ Howard. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. And the Saints guys will make this will make this really easy. Drew Brees, you're starting. Alvin Kamara, you're starting. Latavius Murray, you can start in a flex. I think it's fine in deeper leagues. Michael Thomas, you're starting. Emmanuel Sanders, you're starting. And the tight ends are irrelevant here. But all the main pieces for the Saints, you're starting. All right. Defenses, Very... defenses you do not touch. Oh, God. Definitely not. Unless you just want to throw your game, which I don't know why you would want to do yeah. that. Unless yeah, I would say if, there, if there's one defense I'd rather have, though, it is, it is New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. All right, second to last game, the Cardinals and 49ers. So, you know, this is one of those games where I'm not crazy about the Cardinals just because of how good the 49ers defense is. Sure. Um, You know, I think that DeAndre Hopkins might be in a little bit of trouble here going up against Richard Sherman. Uh, Kyler Murray, I think that this is going to be a really, really big test for him. Uh, going into his uh, sophomore season. I'm just not as comfortable. Listen, if you drafted Kyler Murray high, which I think a lot of people did, then you sometimes you have no choice. But if you're in a situation where people were dumb in your draft and Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray fell and you were able to get him as a backup or something, which would be a shock. I don't think that it really happened to anybody. No. I wouldn't be all that comfortable. With, uh, with drafting him. All right, I wouldn't all be all that comfortable with starting him. But if you have to, then you have to. I think it depends what other options are available, uh, honestly. I think if, if you want the rushing upside, then Kyler's a good play. If you're looking for ceiling, Kyler's a good play. I don't know what his floor is, though. That's That's the only problem that I have. So... In most of my leagues where I have the Cardinals, I don't have a large amount of them. I have Kyler in a couple places. I have DeAndre Hopkins in one or two spots as well. Um, I'm fading them for the most part. I mean, I'm starting them, but I'm not expecting a whole lot. So if you have better options, go ahead. And you know, if you want to start, if you want to start the other quarterback in this game, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he, he that's fine. If you have Cam Newton, I think that's fine. If you have Ben Roethlisberger available and you want to start him Monday night against the Giants, fine. You know, go for it. That's that's okay. But I just feel like you took Kyler Murray in, in where you took him, fifth, sixth round. You're going to start him. It's scary. It, it's a scary proposition for me. Um, Kenyon Drake, start, but... He's an RB2 for me. He's an RB2 for me, but you drafted him in the first or second round. I think you start him, but dampen your expectations a bit. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, much of the same story. Start, but be wary. And I think that's really it. So the, the, the Cardinals, I'm kind of fading a little bit this week. Yep. And for the 49ers... You know, you, we've been talking about Jimmy, Jimmy G being a, a solid streaming option. And, but really, the, the wide receivers, it's not looking all that great. 
for the 49ers. No, uh, no. Both Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are both questionable heading into uh, this game. Ayuk with the hamstring injury was limited uh, Thursday. And then Debo Samuel, who was uh, held out of practice on Thursday with a foot injury. So, you know, you got to check out the injury reports here. You got to check out the late inactives for, uh, for this game to see who's starting. And frankly, I mean, these receivers, even if they were starting, I'm not too crazy about them regardless. No. And I mean, George Kittle, you, he's the receiver. He's the number one receiver on the, on the 49ers here. So I agree with you. You're looking I agree. At that. I agree with you. You're, you're starting George Kittle. Um, I would start Raheem Mostert. I think Raheem Mostert is a good start this week. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo we talked about him. I think he's a good start. And I think if Debo Samuel plays, Debo is a good start. I don't think Brandon Ayuk is going to be ready, but that's a 50, 50 one right now. So if you're looking for a guy that could be a potential home run sort of play, Kendrick Bourne can be that for you. So I think if you're in a bind with any other receiver, Pick up Kendrick Bourne. I think you could potentially play him. Like if you're, if you're worried about Mike Evans and you don't know whether or not he's going to play, pick up Kendrick Bourne because odds are you'll know about Mike Evans before game time at 4:25, and you'll be able to just slot Kendrick Bourne right in, and that'll be that. All right, cool, cool, cool. So last and game, stay, stay away oh. from the defenses here. If you. if you can sit the 49ers defense, I would advise it. Yeah. Okay, so last game on the docket, Sunday night football, the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Los Angeles Rams in their wonderful new football shrine, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Stan's Palace. Yep. And let's start off with your beloved Dallas Cowboys. You want to go? Take, take it away. Take it away, Mr. Birdsall. Surely. Uh, Dak Prescott, start. Ezekiel Elliott, start. Michael Gallup, start. CeeDee Lamb, start. Amari Cooper, sit. Is that the Jalen Ramsey experience that you're – That uh... is the Jalen Ramsey experience plus a iffy hammy. Yeah. I'm sitting Amari Cooper this week. I just don't want any part in – him going up against Jalen Ramsey. And the fact that, you know, here we are and Amari Cooper is already dealing with a hamstring injury before week one scares the hell out of me. It really, really, really does. Um, I will tell you as well, Blake Jarwin, I love this week. In a sleeper sort of start, I like him a lot. So if you have the opportunity to go and plug in Blake Jarwin, go for it. I would say Michael Gallup is ranked higher than Amari Cooper is this week. What? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. These are I, words that I did not think I would ever hear you say. Yeah, I have I have Amari Cooper outside my top twenty. I don't I just don't want any part of this. At all. It's because it, of the Jalen Ramsey experience. It's scary. Yeah. And he he's he's a happy man. He got paid. He feels appreciated. And he's gonna repay the faith of uh of the LA Rams. Remember the last time that Amari Cooper went up against Jalen Ramsey last year, he had two targets the entire game and one catch Two, yep. two targets. So I just want, I want no part, no part sit Amari Cooper where you can. 
All right, what about the Rams here? Uh, Jared Goff, I think, is a okay start. He's a top 18 play for me, so he's okay. Cam Akers, I think if you have to start him, you can. But I kind of want to wait and see with that one, especially if Darrell Henderson plays, then Cam Akers is a sit. If Cam, if Darrell Henderson does not play, then Cam Akers is a start. The receivers are all starts. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods starts there. And Tyler Higby is a start, but I don't have him ranked very highly. I have him as a low-end tight end one. The Cowboys were very good last year against tight ends. They were fourth in the National Football League in terms of yards allowed to tight ends. So here we are again. Cowboys should be a much better team this year, at least defensively, with new defensive coordinator Mike Nolan coming into town. The reports out of camp have all been, they've been raving about him. And I think that we're going to see a new look Cowboys defense where who knows, maybe the secondary will hold up who, who, who the hell knows. So um, I am not starting the Cowboys defense. I'm not starting the Rams defense either. I'm staying away from the defenses in this matchup. All right, cool. Yeah. This has the potential to be a barn burner. Certainly with the, uh, with the offenses going at it in this game. All right, well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and the name is just the Basement Talk Podcast. You can find the, you know, the Basement Talk Podcast Vanilla. You can find the Quizvitational, and you can find the Fantasy Show. So our next show will be on Monday where we will be reviewing all of Sunday's action and previewing the two Monday night games between the Giants and the Steelers and the Titans and the Broncos. And then on Tuesday, we're going to be doing a waiver wire show and then reviewing the Monday games and previewing Thursday, Thursday's game. So it's going to be a lot. It'll be a lot in the beginning of the week. And then next Friday, a week from today, we're going to be doing the same sort of thing where we're going to be reviewing the Thursday night game and giving you a look ahead to Sunday. So for my co-host Ed Birdsell, I'm Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time on the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye-bye.